Right now that time, 8-12, you're tuned in to WGNS on this Wednesday morning. With us in studio, Rutherford County Mayor Bill Ketron and Vice Mayor Steve Sandlin. How are both of you this morning? Doing great. Every day's great. So, uh, nice weather out there today so far. Yes, sir. Could could rain. Who knows what's going to happen? And that's, uh, that's the life of somebody in politics. You never know what's uh, going to happen. You never know. It changes daily. So what is happening right now? What are the big things? Of course, COVID-19 is here and been here. How, how is all of that panning out as far as the county operations with COVID-19, funding coming in, tax dollars coming in? How does that look? Scott, it's uh, just like the rain. It, it's changing. Uh, it changes every day, uh, sometimes hour to hour. Well, you never know what's, what is going to happen to us. But, you know, when I made the mandate um, after the governor gave me the authority to mandate the mask policy, uh, I didn't do it for the first two weeks and had a lot of people upset that I wasn't mandating it. And then when I did mandate it, and a lot of people got upset that I did mandate it. So it's kind of split 50-50, and I got both ears full. Fortunately, one ear is uh, – I'm deaf in one ear, so I just turned the other cheek, right? Um, but – when I mandated it on the 22nd of July, it went up maybe on the, the, the graph that we're, we're marking every day over to EMA, Emergency Management. Uh, they're doing a graph for us. So it went up on the 23rd and 24th just a little bit. But every day since that time, and if you if you go back, because those the results were taken between 5 and 10 days to get the testing back. So really, from the 22nd of July, it has gone down every day uh, since the 22nd of July and uh, yesterday and the day before day before yesterday was the first day that our numbers had been that low um, you can see the graph that Steve's oh, got yeah. up there uh, our numbers were so low it was the lowest we had been yesterday and day before since all this started back in March so when you look at those numbers and the numbers of active cases going down, mm-hmm. and and we talked to the to Dana at the health department last night. She gave her report from the health department, and they're actively uh, they're very robust in their testing. So you can't say that we're testing less than what we were. We're still testing, you know, up to six hundred a day. Well, so. you you know, and, and you drive past the health department now, uh-huh. less people appear to be getting tested or either they have it so streamlined now you it's, don't even it, notice it yeah and that's what she was talking about in her report last night to the to the committee health and education committee she said we have it down so so well now she said that i remember I, she said I, we remember after the first week we were so happy that we we got through you know they were cheering they, they did 74 in one day wow and now they're doing 600 in a day and she said, "We just we've got it down. The rhythm is is so good, and the testing is only taking two to three days, you know, twenty four to forty eight hour turnaround." I, I guess one of the bigger worries that we're hearing about, really, for parents out there, and that's the schools, because right now you Correct. have over twenty percent of the students in the county schools who are doing at home studies. Forty percent. Forty. Oh, I'm sorry. Forty yeah. percent. That's right. Forty yeah, percent. Isn't that a crazy number, yeah, though? Yeah, it, it really is. And, and more and, are signing out each week. And Mr. Spurlock gave his report last night to to the Health and Education Committee, and he said things are starting to smooth out. Uh, there were some blips when they first opened last week, 
between computers and, and, and not being able to get on, uh, being able to Zoom with the teachers. Um, uh, some parents were having difficulties or the kids were having difficulty getting on the network and being able to connect, and that created some stressful times at home. But uh, he said last night he, he felt confident that things were beginning to work out. And, and st- students can check out or rent a, bo- a computer, a Chrome notebook, I think, from correct. the school. That's correct. As long as the school has enough in supply. Because at one point, the schools were running low on those computers, supposed to get some more in. That's correct. And we, we still have more ordered. Uh, but it's just like everybody. You take uh, our 54,000 students that we have and you multiply that times uh, every school district in the United States, you know, they can't crank them out fast enough. But it's not just computers. It's everything. You know, you want to order a refrigerator, they put you on on the list. And it may be 90 days before you can get a refrigerator. Yeah, everything is slower Everything's with COVID. slower because of COVID. It's, it's changed our life, Scott. What do you think will happen, you know, come two, three, four years from now when we look back at how these students did at home versus in the classroom? Do you think we're going to see that – their grades mm-hmm. decreased? Are we going to see no. the graduation rate decrease? What are we going to see? I, I, I don't. Students today are, are um, uh, I'm not saying they're smarter than what we were. No, not smarter but, than me. But yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> but they, they, um, they learn earlier than what we did. They have more tools to learn from. Uh, they're more resourceful. You know, they're, you got kids that are three years old playing on a laptop. Yeah. You know, and playing games and stuff. And, you know, I was trying to stay inside the line with, with my crayon. You know, it's just uh, the, they're, they're have accessibility to, to learn more. I don't, think, I don't think we'd look back in three, four years and see that it's really affected them. And it looks like, I mean, based on what I've seen so far, the school day is shorter for those at home doing the distant learning because I guess they're just putting a whole lot more into the hours they're actually working from home. That's that's what I understand, yes, sir. I, I guess what I'm concerned about is what happens if the Internet is out at their house that day? You know, do, do they get count, counted as absent? What happens? Well, I haven't heard. There's some fail-safes in there, but, um, you know, from what I've heard already that it's it's harder. You know, it's tougher. It's more stringent. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, more you know 100 percent on to where you might have a little bit of low if you've scott ever taken anything online ce's on anything mm-hmm. it's yeah. always harder online because it's more packed with information not that we don't have great teachers we do and and the actual teachers are setting up all these programs and putting them on so the teachers really right now are overworked uh tremendously because they're teaching whatever's in the classroom still and then also teaching the online yeah, stuff they're so. having to multitask and and Absolutely. i really my sympathy and heart goes out to them because they've never had to teach like this and they've got kids in the classroom and they're trying to teach over the, the, a screen and keep their attention and then you know they're talking to one of them and the cat tail goes over in front of the screen or dog barks <laughs> and you know i need to go to the bathroom it's just uh, they they say it's 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 really difficult trying to teach with kids in the classroom and i can imagine and just with having questions too because yeah. you know you could hold up your hand in class and ask a question so yeah. now you you ask the questions at the end so you might jot down your question and then ask you know at the end of, because there's no way that that teacher can answer all those questions when everybody's online as well as what's in the classroom too so it's 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 a 
it's a huge change for the instruction part. So that same teacher is doing, I mean, there's only one teacher per classroom in most of these classrooms, I guess, unless they have an educational assistant with them. But for the most part, one teacher literally teaching two different classes at the same time. Could be. Yes, that, that could be confusing. I yeah. mean, I know yeah. it's the same class yeah. in reality, but, but yet... it's almost two classes. Yeah. 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 So that, that could be very confusing. And then the kids at home, are they required to... I mean, are there requirements to get out of bed to take the class? Do they, or can they take it, you know, in their pajamas in bed? I mean, what, what types of requirements are, are there? Well, Mine I, is. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting out of bed and, and getting on it. Uh, he went the first week uh, to school, and then um, he's uh, fortunately on the golf team. And so uh, his golf, uh, I guess, tournament last week, there was a COVID person in the next class that he had so they let the whole class go now they've just changed all that so it's not they don't do that anymore and um i think the i think the school board and the school system's really tweaking it and really really making it work but um uh which they've changed that but so a lot of teams that you've seen football teams all the all sports teams i'll put it that way and i don't know about cheerleaders also i think in band or something but a lot of those are going virtual <coughs> Hmm. until after the season's over so if it's that first nine weeks they're coming out because they they can't afford to to have the COVID or to be around to even go into quarantine mm -hmm. and miss a couple of tournaments or whatever when their season's about over because see golf starts in the summer before school starts and so thankfully we were able to start and uh, they just got just uh, you know a few more weeks left and and it's over so hey, we went to a football game uh, I guess it was this past Friday, actually. And, you, you know, you, you had to have a, a little pass in order to get into the game. Of course, you still paid and mm -hmm. everything, but you had to have a pass because players are allowed, I don't know, two or three passes, uh, you know, for every single game. That way, three people out of their household are able to come to their games. But, you know, the attendance, it didn't seem like it was that much of a difference. Mm -hmm. The only difference was people were more spread out. Now, on the visitor side, it was a huge difference in attendance yeah. and I guess they're limiting maybe the visitors team you know from bringing too many people that way the home team can have more people there but yet they're just spread out I guess a little on both sides uh, but the number of folks who are actually at the game who were there for the local team they were pretty good numbers yeah they've they've um, put a I think they've upped that number but I think it was two then it was four and so now i think they're opening it up this week to maybe for more to go yeah um and so you have to pre-buy those tickets you can't just walk up to the gate and get the tickets anymore and so um i hate to talk about that because i'm not really for sure if that's all the way across the board or if that was just for certain schools or what i'm not for sure but i know away games there was only so many tickets that they could buy because they yeah. really wanted you know the cheerleaders parents to be there support them and actually take them to the game yeah and then I think only the the players themselves rode the buses, but you're having to do double the buses. It's costing double now because of water bottles all the way down to, you know, everything. I mean, you know, four buses to take a team instead of two or whatever. It's it's kind of crazy. Yeah, and, and I still don't know what what happens with away games. You know, I I don't know. Are are those tickets for the away games readily available? Do you have to buy them through the opposing school? What what do you do there? I think they made them available to the school. I mean, who just went to Alcoa? Was that Riverdale or? I, I think one, one so. One of them yeah, just that's... went to Alcoa, and uh, 
So Riverdale had those ticket options available for the, I my guess, understanding first they the did. parents And of. it was for parents and, and cheerleader parents and all that sort of stuff. And I don't even know if they took ban or not. I'm not for sure about that part. What, what is all of this going to do to funding that comes from the state and goes into the local schools? Is this going to hurt us? Because, you know, I, there's so many questions here. Like, is the state pausing on requiring no. this or that? No, they're, they're, uh, matter of fact, there's been more money that has been thrown at us. Um, a lot of it, we're not even going to be able to spend it. We're going to have to end up not being able to use it because the state, when they, they uh, gave us the grant and all the cities and counties get this grant, uh, but it, it all has to be spent on COVID-related issues. Well, but the the problem is there's a there's a time limit uh, of November the first, and it says and we keep verifying every day we're, we're in touch with them and we ask a question and going oh, we're going to check that out and get back in touch with it because they don't really know. Yeah. But Rutherford County got four point six million dollars in money to spend on COVID related. So we're buying laptops, we're buying security systems, we're doing you know. Uh, ultraviolet lights to decontaminate offices, et cetera. But to spend $4.6 million, we can't I, – I, I assembled every department head together two weeks ago, and I said, we can't think of enough things, so we need your expertise to help us think, open your minds, think outside the box, see how you can help us, because we don't want to return that money. Yeah, and uh, unfortunately with government dollars, when it comes in from the state or the federal level yeah. – if it's not spent, it just you have you, to give it back. You right? have to give it back, or you just don't you don't you don't get it. And and so it's we're, we we've gone over over every issue from the homeless. How can we how can we help our homeless? You know that that um, can we and you can't make a direct contribution. We have to purchase it, and then it it be filtered that way. Mm. It, it's it, it's really crazy the restrictions we have, and then we have. Uh, other grants for for nine one one and EMA, getting all these uh, uh, volunteer fire department grants that are coming in. We got one grant that is flexible enough uh, that we don't have to spend it until April, and we're doing some great things with that. We bought turnout gear just the other day. I presented to the public safety committee uh, committee Monday night and asked them to let me buy with this grant money turnout gear for every volunteer fire department and that's about three thousand dollars per person and we have 96 volunteers that that uh, the four different departments told us they, they needed so it's, it's a chunk of money but at least we're putting new turnout gear on every volunteer fire department um, volunteer so that that will help help them and save their lives possibly Again, with us this morning, Rutherford County Mayor Bill Ketron and Vice Mayor Steve Sandlin in studio today talking about a number of issues that have an impact on the county. And, uh, you know, speaking of having an impact on the county and changing subjects just a little bit, the landfill in Walter Hill recently announced yes, new gas collection <laughs> piping that they're Correct. putting in place. What else is happening out there? Because I know the landfill issue has been an issue that's been ongoing mm-hmm. for debate as far as Decades. what do we do whenever you know time is up for 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 decades well uh to give you an update on where we are um just last week we finished um we put out an rfi 
requests for information, and we had about 12, 13 respondents, didn't we, Steve? Yes, sir. Of companies as far away as Belgium who made a submittal, and um, uh, we had some here locally. We had big ones. We had small ones, a composting facility over in Dixon, Tennessee. We had Waste Away up in Warren County. We had Republic Waste Management. All showed an interest. And so tonight we start gathering information to put together from the RFIs, information to put together and compile an RFP. Um, so the RFP will, will be issued and we'll probably give everybody that's interested, we may pick up three, four more other companies that didn't want to participate in the RFI process that will come in on the RFP and uh, those proposals will be vetted. Well, I'm going to bring together the, the cities as well because we all are involved in, in the waste stream. And we what we want to do, our goal, my goal is to, to put together a plan that will take care of our waste stream for the next 40 years. Um, you know, that that's going to take care of the next generation. And so we want to cut the best deal that we can as the host community of the trash that's coming here, whether that be incinerating it, whether it be whatever plan comes to us, uh, a state-of-the-art composting facility, state-of-the-art recycling facility, you know, uh, turning um, uh, all food waste into diesel fuel or into jet fuel. We have two different companies that want to do that. You can take that uh, uh, food waste and, and actually turn it into to jet jet fuel, JP4. Wow. Uh, so it's, a, it's an amazing technology that is out there. So we have, we have plans uh, to really change things at Walter Hill. And so with, with these, as you're requesting, I don't mean to interrupt, but as you're mm -hmm. requesting these proposals, are you saying, you know, production of the jet fuel or taking in of the waste would be done in Walter Hill or would it be done elsewhere? Well, uh, that that's still up in the air of who we decide uh, to do business with. I've got 20 acres uh, that the county owns right down in Florence on Singer Road, which has uh, a main gas line and also rail and these companies are interested in that 20 acres we have down there because of the rail you can bring trash in which is the food feedstock that would be required we don't generate enough in rutherford county to make a refinery uh productive to turn out the the, the end product and you got to have some end product you got to be able to sell from taking that to build the equipment you need the feedstock, you know, uh, and then you go through the process, refine it, and, and then you've got jet fuel or diesel fuel in so the case. Would the pipe, I mean, could you use Colonial Pipeline in order to transport some of this? I, you couldn't for raw material, but. Not for raw material, no, but we need the gas line in order to, for the heat, to generate ah, okay. the heat to cook it, you know. So it's almost like building a refinery. The the company called, uh, um, what's the name of the company out in Reno, Nevada? It's uh, Fulcrum. Fulcrum. Fulcrum has, uh, they have built a, a uh, refinery out in Reno, Nevada, and they're the ones that are actually turning food waste from all the, you know, Reno, Las Vegas, et cetera. They take all that food waste and, and turn it into jet fuel and then hmm. sell it. And they've had investments from Republic and Waste Management. They've put millions of dollars into this new technology. The Department of Defense, 
Uh, Delta Airlines have all invested in this, this new technology, so we're excited to see what comes in on the RFPs. Let's take a phone call real quick. Our number is 615-893-1450, and good morning. Thank you for holding. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I, I have a question. Um, you were talking about all the money that the state had given you and what you were using for the schools, uh, and you had a lot of money that was left that you couldn't use. Um, I have six kids, and we're doing in-home schooling now, and they were all getting uh, the they were getting the free uh, food at school when they were in school. And during the summer, they were able, you know, we were able to go by to school and pick up breakfast and lunch. And that was stopped when school started back. Okay, well, since you have all of that extra money, why can't you start that back? Because that was a big help for these kids. I have some that are foster kids in state custody and some that uh, were adopted. And, well, and all I have six, and I know that was a big help for me. Yes, so ma'am. if you have all of that much money that's left, why can't you start that program back? Because I'm, I'm sure there's other parents that would love to you know, have that started back off. Sure. I'm going to ask you to reach out because uh, not only did we, the county, for general fund purposes, got a a bucket of money, but also the schools got a bucket of money. The city got a bucket of money. Uh, So I would ask that you reach out to one of your school elected school board members or to the actual school board and see if they can take that money that was taken away from you and and, uh, uh, replenish that money back to buying those meals for you. Okay, I'll do that. Yes, Thank ma'am. You so much. You, you bet. Yeah, you, you know, it's interesting to have the availability of that kind of, of money, but yet, what do you do with it? Because there is only so much, I guess, that you can say, well, this would be really good for this part of the county and this resource, but we couldn't use it the same way over here on this side of the county. I, I well, mean, most so, times you can't spend reoccurring so it's got to be one time you know, like a one-time expense so capital type thing so uh but i was just thinking about that lady's question i mean hopefully the school system will tell her maybe she stops by and picks it up you know with the names of the kids that's going to that school and that's they got free and reduced meals at that point i don't know how that works but i would think they could still possibly do that but i don't I don't want to say they can. So you got to be careful not to start a new program because right. if you start a new program, you only have the money for the next, you know, X amount of months. Yes, sir. So it's it's a thin line, I guess. Let's take another phone call. Good morning. You're on WGNS. Hey, good morning. I want to say uh, thank you to Mayor Ketchran and the uh, County Commission for uh, their leadership and their marvelous work that they have done on restoring the. Uh, courthouse it is just absolutely beautiful inside and out the sidewalks the landscaping all of it is beautiful the painting job was excellent and uh, if uh, uh, our neighbors haven't been by to see it yet they need to and appreciate the hard work that uh, went into uh, restoring it and making it look as good as it does today and as good as it did when it was built, probably better than when it was uh, built. But uh, thank you, Mayor Ketchran, and thank you, uh, County Commissioner. Thank you for those comments, and I accept on behalf of the County Commission because they're the ones that allowed me to to work with the architect, and and, uh, we've got a few more things we're we're finishing up. Um, We had to put in a a new 
wheelchair accessible ramp on the south side uh, so that's brand new uh, we've got uh, we just awarded the bid last this past week at purchasing uh, we're going to put a new paving job another layer of paving and new striping inside uh, the inner loop uh, of the county where, where we have the farmers market uh, that's going to really kind of finish it off and and um, and then as soon as we get the old judicial building uh, renovated and move IT out of the courthouse across the street to the old judicial building then we'll, we're going to take all their offices working through um, uh, Dr. Van West our uh, uh, state historian I, I challenged him to help us put in a museum into those offices that IT will be vacating so we're going to tell the story of Rutherford County from the beginning before the Revolutionary War all the way up through Nissan locating here. We're going to tell the story inside the courthouse so it'll bring a lot more visitors downtown. So the old judicial building is going to turn into offices, one for <coughs> IT. Uh, how many other departments? Uh, we've got probation. Uh, we'll be moving. They're down on West Main right now so uh, uh, they're renting that space. We're going to put them on the first and, and second floor. Third floor right now I'm negotiating with the um, uh, district attorney's office to, to put in uh, children services uh, through their office and then fourth and fifth floor will be for IT. Okay and then the building next to it which is where the DA's office we was did, once located. Yeah we just sold that and, and um, uh, Deputy of the Mayor Sandlin was our great auctioneer and uh, we sold that building we're putting it back on the tax roll and so my my plan right now is to go to the county commission and say this $810,000 we made off that sale, let's take it and put it into the capital project of uh, doing the third floor because that was not in the budget. So we're just transferring that money over to finish out. And I can rent that out for about $75,000 a year to the, to the state of Tennessee and help pay for the building. So with that being sold, has it actually closed yet? No, it closed uh, September uh on or before september 14th your mom and dad was there i appreciate them being there and in attendance and uh your dad was recording and everything so i think he got a couple of blips on the new owner and and all that but it had to be approved through the full commission and that was just done on this last full commission they approved the sale and then um and then it goes into closing so the closing they'll they'll close as soon as they can close uh, no later than september the 14th and it sounds like it could be a restaurant bar with a, a rooftop atmosphere bar as well yes sir so that that'll be pretty neat that'll be the first i guess in downtown murfreesboro to have a, a rooftop bar he said he had some great plans for it he really wanted to make it uh, nice where you know it'd be a lunch crowd to come in and eat and then uh maybe a dinner crowd come in and then after hours kind of thing it would be uh maybe you know mtsu students and stuff like that could come by and have a spirit or two or whatever and and um uh, have a unique place over there and actually kind of keep the historic value of the outside and everything uh pretty much intact and using some of those stuff and the vaults and all that that's really kind of what uh inspired him to bid a little bit more is all those vaults in there yeah, the, the vaults are pretty cool <laughs> that is they pretty are. cool they are and in that building you can actually go down below the street level right that's correct. yes sir there's like a is it a full basement or just a, a partial basement well, uh, actually did kind of a partial in, yeah, basement partial basement it's, it's rumor actually, of a tunnel there yeah, well yeah. there's not really a, really a tunnel but but the walkway is through you look it's about waist high it's dug out of dirt chills it so, out yeah so it's just a dirt path walls. yeah you get to the back and it opens up in the and going towards the front street 
um, and it opens up, and there's actually another vault down with a with an iron door mm-hmm. that they used wow. back in the twenties. I don't know if that was Al Capone's money or what. But he used to <laughs> stick in there when he. That's when, pretty cool. He used to come through town. It's kind of cool. Yeah, they kept a lot of records and stuff back there, and and um, all that, so to, you know, keep them safe. And so it's pretty cool. There's always been rumors of you know little Chicago or you know Chicago coming here, or the mafia. Well, as they did, they, they did. Uh, you know, on his way, and and of course Al Capone's restaurants up there on top of Mount Eagle. Mount Eagle, yeah. But he would always stop in Murfreesboro. And, uh, the historians tell us that uh, he would stop here, and that's pretty interesting. Maine was a red light district. Huh. Back during the day, uh, Dr. Homer Pittard, I remember him telling me that. And I was going, what's a red light district? Well, I was in the eighth grade. <laughs> no idea. It's where you get a special meal. <laughs> Chicken. That's right. <laughs> right now that time, 8.40, we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll take more questions and phone calls oh, as well. <laughs> full-line music instrument store with well over 5,000 square feet packed with great instruments in every category. In guitars, we're your local dealer for the two top acoustic guitar brands in the world, Martin and Taylor. We've got the best selection and prices anywhere in the state of Tennessee on these. This is Dave Kivanemi at Music World and Drummer's Den in Murfreesboro. 2762 South Church Street across from Indian Hills Golf Course. This is Peter Demas and I invite your family to come and join our family back at Demas's restaurants. One of the things that we have always done is we have been very careful with the way that we sanitize our tables. We have mandatory hand washing stations. Our employees are required to wear masks. We are just overall just being very careful with everything that we are doing and the way we handle food, the way we handle plates to ensure everybody's safety as they return and start enjoying the dining room experience again. Demas's Restaurants on Broad Street in Murfreesboro. This portion of the show brought to you by Mapco. How do you feel about two for three dollar Lay's or Cheetos? What about regular M&M's for only a dollar? These are just a handful of the sweet deals you'll find right now at Mapco. You'll be surprised how they always have great deals for your everyday cravings. And don't forget to download their My Rewards mobile app to earn points toward items like ice-cold fountain drinks and even fuel. The app is available for both iPhones and Androids. Stop by and save at your local Mapco today. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, Analexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Hey guys, I'm Marcellus from Bubba Gandy Seafood, the freshest seafood in town with a new delivery every single week. Veteran owned and operated by a U.S. Navy shipmate. You could say he knows the ocean well. Bubba Gandy Seafood on Memorial Boulevard across from the sports car. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system, reducing microorganisms including bacteria, viruses, and allergens. Call Precision Air, 615-930-0088. That's 615-930-0088. Back to work at that J-O-B, the one you realized isn't for you? Well, that's if you're lucky, right? Make your move. You can start a new life as an IT pro in as little as four months from the comfort of your own home, even if you have zero computer experience. Take control of your future now. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. Live online classes meet just twice a week. It's not rocket science. It's mycomputercareer.edu. Can Donald Trump really beat Joe Biden? Now, Blitz, a new bestseller by David Horowitz, reveals President Trump's real game plan. Blitz even predicts Trump will win in a landslide. Mark Levin calls Blitz the indispensable book of the 2020 election. 
It's already a New York Times bestseller. Get Blitz or check out the free offer and save $28. Just go online to blitz411.com or call 800-NEWSMAX. That's 800-NEWSMAX. Get Blitz today. COVID-19 has changed our world. And First National Bank of Murfreesboro is here to help you. Scams steal your money. I'm Shelly Rigsby, manager of First National Bank of Murfreesboro. And I'm Amanda Gentry. Don't give your personal information to people you don't know, even if they say they're the police or anyone. Get with First National Bank of Murfreesboro, 2230 Mercury Boulevard. Now a part of the Capstar Bank family, member FDIC. Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. We're Rutherford County's place to talk. Right now that time, 8.45. So the uh, caller asked off the air about uh, the Cedar Mill in Smyrna, right there around Lowry Street. Ask what is going on there? What are the plans there? And I'm not real sure. I'm I'm not real sure. You'll need to call somebody, uh, Mayor Reed, Mayor Yester Reed, or, or Brian Hercules, city manager down in Smyrna. Uh, I wish I was more in tune with what uh, the city's doing down there. And then we had a, a text message here. It says, uh, let's see, what are the stakes that are up down Thompson Lane between Northwest Broad and Memorial and at the intersection Right there at Leanna Road, the stakes that are up. I guess that's where they're widening the roadway, right? That, yeah, they're doing the preliminary engineering right now. Um, so uh, Thompson Lane is scheduled because it is a state route uh, to be widened. They'll have to widen that bridge. That'll be the biggest expense right there at Stones River. Um, so uh, from Broad Street all the way out to uh, 231. Okay, so the, all of that going on on Thompson Lane, state-funded is the county paying any portion of that or is it all state? no it's all state because it's a state roadway that's correct make makes sense there <laughs> speaking of state roadway it's all our money right this is all our money i yeah. mean it comes basically from yeah. tax dollars which, here I yeah guess. which 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 bucket do you take it out of right? <laughs> uh, speaking of state dollars I, I saw recently where uh state senators uh, white and reeves they i, I guess they secured five hundred and thirty two thousand dollars which is going to go to help fight drunk driving in Rutherford County um, and you know I've, I've heard different reports of DUI cases going up more people mm-hmm. drinking and driving since COVID-19 started I don't know how much truth is in that and I don't know how much you know how much time it'll take before we learn that well during COVID-19 the numbers did spike or if they didn't well, spike I haven't seen those numbers Scott but what I have seen is numbers from um, uh, uh, Director Hudgens uh, Director Hudgens is over our EMS department and um, the number of suicides and drug overdoses in June were larger than the total number of deaths that we've had from COVID. Wow. Just one month. We had 36, which is the largest that he says that since he's been working at EMS, the largest month that we've had. And a lot of it is because, and we're getting reports from the Sheriff's Department, that that uh, domestic violence uh, cases are up of the uh, that come through the sheriff's department on those reports i don't know about the city but i'm sure they're they're equal uh the number of child abuse claims have gone up reports 
uh, because people are frustrated. They're they don't know what to do. They're stuck at home. They're uh, drinking. They're they're doing drugs. They're you know the anxiety of of being afraid and fear of of catching COVID. You know all those things have have really changed our our life in every community. I, I guess for a lot of people. You know, if you factor in job loss, hours cut at work, Correct. that means a, a, a loss of finances and, a, you know, inability to pay the bills that Correct. they once were able to pay. It just creates all kinds of new stress on people that they weren't used to having before. Yeah, our economy was rocking, um, you know, back in January this past year. And, and then all of a sudden it just it just like hit the wall um, and changed everybody's life. And, and, you know, when when you stress and that you can't get enough toilet paper people were freaking out over just getting toilet paper and paper towels and you know not enough food and people were hoarding it it's just it, it has changed our world as we've known it you know in the real estate market we saw a lot of houses go up for sale and then next thing i saw were a lot of pending sales but then i understand that a lot of those pending sales fell through so I, I don't know if the real estate market is really that great right now as people make it out to be or is it that we're not seeing people able to actually make the transaction because they couldn't get approved for the loan because of a job loss. I mean, what are we really seeing in Rutherford County with all some, that? Some of that as well, and, and but I think that in talking to realtors, our inventory is down. Uh, our builders are still blowing and going. Mm-hmm. Uh, selling houses, there's a lot of that. We're starting to see an interest because of the high tax rate that Mayor Cooper uh, placed on the uh, citizens of Davidson County and the restrictions they've got so a lot of people are starting to look at rutherford county which we're trying to take that into um how's that going to affect us as far as having to build new schools and if people who normally migrate and move into nashville or they're just going to bypass nashville and come on to rutherford county well i think we'll experience some of that i was really surprised to see that the nashville mayor you know went ahead and went through with that increase in tax for well, the council tax. backed him up it just it, to me it didn't make sense right now in the midst of this pandemic exactly i i totally agree but it's gonna it, it's really gonna push people i think to rutherford mm-hmm. county and if it does that the problem with it is a lot of them are going to live here but yet they're going to work in nashville so it's gonna i don't know how that tax is going to look as far as funding schools and everything if a lot of these folks are working in nashville yet living in murfreesboro and then that brings up the question if 40 percent of our students are are getting their education virtually from sitting at home do we still need the brick and mortar schools to build a 72 million dollar school like we did in in, in uh, uh out in rockvale when only it's 60 percent occupied yeah you know so it's going to change our thinking processes of how we do everything to touch on that uh, building thing, I mean, our building permits have been going up. I mean, they've they've really stayed steady. So building is, like the mayor said, still going on. But building codes say the, you know, the building permits are still going up. We had more permits for swimming pools in Rutherford County than we've ever had this oh, yeah. past summer because people couldn't get out and travel. Yeah. So they said, hey, let's build a pool. I'll dig a hole. I'll dig a hole. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And pools are not cheap either. No, so that's, no, they're not. That's a positive sign that, to see that people are actually able to spend that extra money to install a pool. Yes. President Trump, I think, uh, sent a check in just about everybody's mailbox. To, they could oh, put a pool well, in there or get you a big, well, big and, screen and, TV and, or you whatever. Know, all these things are affected because of COVID. You know, when that stimulus check came out, uh, our one of our uh, 
executive assistants works in the mayor's office. Her son works for UPS. Mm-hmm. He was overwhelmed. UPS was of delivering new TVs everywhere. People got that stimulus everywhere. check, and 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 then there was a shortage of TVs. Oh, you wow. know, it it wherever you buy TVs at, there was a shortage because everybody's buying a new TV. You know, with that stimulus <laughs> check, and 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 then what happens is, what do you do with the old TV? Mm-hmm. Well, you take it over to Haley Road, and we charge ten dollars to take a TV. They were overwhelmed, and we have to pay. Uh, because the citizen has to pay ten dollars, but we have to pay. No, they pay by the pound. Well, they pay by the pound, and yeah, then we, I had three. I had to take over. <laughs> and, but we, the county, has to pay to dispose of those TVs. Thanks, there's, Steve. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's yeah. a company out of Laverne that we pay, and and we um, we doubled in what we had to pay on a monthly basis to just discard those TVs that are being turned in instead of people throwing and, and some people throwing them out and going out in the country and dumping yeah. them. I'm yeah. probably close, but I'm probably not exactly right. I think we we're paying, and we're getting ready to redo that too. By the way, mm-hmm. by the way, Mayor, is we're paying 25 cents a pound, mm-hmm. and I think they're charging us 33 cents a pound. So when they went up, our schedule didn't go up, and so we just found out that that's they're they're charging more to take them than we're paying to 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 pick them up. So them, yeah. we're getting ready to change that. We're gonna it shouldn't be that way. So we're getting ready to change it to 33 cents or whatever it is to make it even you know so but it's a good safe way to uh to dispose of your electronics not just tv electronics go over to haley road over there and uh over there where the old dog pound used to be and um uh take your electronics whether it be tvs or or computers or whatever and dispose of them properly because you know a lot of these things got mercury in them and Mm -hmm. stuff and they need to really dispose of properly so um folks out there it may cost you a little bit but uh, it's well worth it in keeping our community safe. Rutherford County Mayor Bill Ketron with us this morning, and also Steve Sandlin. And Steve, I, I probably, I think I've been giving you the wrong title all morning. I think I've been saying Deputy Mayor, or what? what is the proper Call me whatever you title. want, just don't call me late for supper, you know. <laughs> it's, I'm uh, Deputy the, to the Mayor. To the Mayor is, is how the County Commission, uh, when they created it under Mayor Burgess, Okay. Uh, it was deputy to the mayor. You, you ever watch that show, the sitcom Parks and Rec? Yes. Yeah. You, you know, it's yeah. kind of like <laughs> they have all these different well, titles I, I, and they I, get them all confused. I think in the county commission's uh, infinite wisdom, they when they created the new position, they asked Mayor Burgess if he wanted one. He said, I really don't think I need one, but we think you do. Yeah. We don't want to give him authority as a deputy mayor. He's just going to be your assistant. Uh, and that's what they tell Mayor Burgess. So it's deputy to the mayor and not have authority to sign documents and et cetera. I don't even get a bullet to put in my pocket. That's you know? not right. So, that's <laughs> as Barney Fife, you know, I need a bullet to put in my so pocket. So when I hired Steve, he he, he, he uh, just assumed that title and then took over from uh, Jeff Davidson, was yeah. the, the first deputy to the mayor. Again, you're tuned in to WGNS. Time right now, 8.55, have about four and a half minutes left. But as we close out this morning, is there anything else going on within the county that you foresee, I don't know, either saving us money in the future or costing us more because, uh uh-oh, Steve Sandlin's raising his hand. Census. If you have not filled out that census form, you're going to get a knock on the door, and they just approved it here just this week. Uh, I talked to Ms. Ashby with our Census Bureau who's helping us get through our census. You know, that number's been moving. Um, that equates to about uh, $1,100 to $1,200 per person 
of just filling out how many people's in your home. So it doesn't hurt. We don't require twelve hundred dollars comes to us. The comes county. to the county, <laughs> not to the individual. Not to the individual. Not to the individual. Here's right. a check. Yeah, yeah. Let me finish that. <laughs> comes to the county. I'm just a deputy to the mayor. You know. I'm not. So anyway, um, but that is really important to this county. So that funding is really important to this county, and we're looking at you know probably being the fourth. Uh, largest, will be the fourth uh, largest county, county in, the in the state. We're getting ready to pass Hamilton County, I do believe. And so, really, those dollars help us across the board with everything. So, it it doesn't hurt. Like I said, fill out that form. Uh, you can go online and do it. There's about eight questions. It takes just about two minutes. And it's it's um, if you don't fill it out, there's going to be somebody knocking on your door or calling you. So. Uh, we really need you to fill out that census form. Now, in 2018, UT did a study saying that our population in Rutherford County is going to reach 500,000 by year, I don't know, 2038 or 2040. Mm-hmm. We may hit that a lot sooner with the tax issue in Davidson County and with the growth of Rutherford County, new companies coming in. I mean, we may actually hit that sooner. Do you think that's going to be the case? I, I, I believe we're on track to do that, Scott. Um, had a company just this week in the entertainment business uh they do led lighting for uh, music productions they say they're largest in the in the country if not the world um they they do the big three-story pixel led light that's what they manufacture they're wanting to move out of nashville and uh come to rutherford county so uh we're we're trying to tax rate in nashville for businesses yeah that went up too yeah and it went up I think more than just regular residential areas. Oh right? yeah, yeah, sure did. That's got to hurt business. Well, and that's why they're all uh, irritated at the mayor down there and want to move to Rutherford County. So it, it with that growth, uh, good things come, uh, more tax revenue, but we have to control the growth, you know, and make sure that uh, we do it right. Do you think we're going to see just a, a just a, a bubbling downtown square area in the future as I hope we so. grow? That's that that was our goal of of restoring the courthouse and and is the the heartbeat and, and center of geographic center of our our uh, community for the downtown area and we hope that all the businesses uh, will will take pride in that and what we've done for and it and it and it permeates through the other businesses. They want theirs to look just as nice and painted on the outside and et cetera. And so when people see that, they, they want to come down and shop and eat and, and enjoy just sitting out there. We, we found uh, some old stones that were the original stone steps for, uh, that uh, <clears throat> Boone Westfall, uh, at rest his soul, when he passed away, he had these uh, stones that belonged to the courthouse. And I called his brother, Chris, and they donated them. Uh, and so we've put that up. We call it the the Rutherford County Stonehenge. Stonehenge. <laughs> but we can't keep people off of it. People are wanting to sit on it. It's right in front of the new Christmas tree that we put in, the live Christmas tree. It's and, awesome. Yeah, it, it really people is. People come, come over with, what's that, Hattie Jane's? Uh, Hattie Jane's ice yeah, cream. Yeah, ice cream. They come over with the ice cream, and they sit, and they take selfies, eat their ice cream <laughs> stuff. We've had a couple people come over and smoke their cigar from the humidor on yeah. it, you know, and I mean, it's really cool. It was uh, Friday afternoon. Was watching all these people come over, and that that our new Stonehenge just stayed hot, you know, with people coming and taking <laughs> selfies and families out, you know. And it was it was that's that's what downtown's about right there. That's what the courthouse about taking pictures and families walking around eating ice cream is a great day. Well, thank you for joining us today. Thank Rutherford, you, Scott. Rutherford thank County you, Scott. Mayor Bill Ketron and Deputy to the Mayor Steve Sandlin. And uh, we'll see you again real soon. Time right now, 9 o'clock, local news is next.